All right, so you ready? I'm ready. I don't know what kind of questions you're going to ask me. Me neither. Is <laughs> there so anything you don't, you don't want to talk about before we get started? No. No? Because no? Okay. If, that, if that's the case, I'd be like, uh, I plead the fifth. <laughs> I'll plead the fifth on it. Alright. So Promise. I will plead the fifth. Or yeah, I'll plead the fifth. Okay. Yeah, that job will be what you heard it too. It does? Yeah. Okay. As long as you're happy. Yeah. It's your vision. Alright. Ah! <laughs> I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it for it to be a fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> It just came out. It, it, it. <laughs> oh my god, that was crazy. Yeah. Ready? I'm ready. You're listening to Lucas Vision Podcast. How you doing guys? Trace Lucas here, LVP Lucas Vision Podcast. Today I have one of the models that I look up to that I think is a phenomenal woman in general. She goes out her way to help you with any situation that she can. And we got here, Miss Karina, how you doing? I'm good. You're too kind, Tracy, really. What? You're just too kind. Uh, that really touched my heart. Thank yeah, you. Because you, you, you are. I, I feel like I can talk to you about anything that's going on. We need people to talk to. Yeah. And I think that that's what's lacking in the world now, that we're not able to find that person that then that's the it may not be, it's just anyone just to have conversations mm -hmm. and not be judged not be um I don't want to say judged criticized and that you know that you feel safe in that space when you're yeah. talking to someone yeah. like that yeah it's lacking it is because even the times you, you contacted me about stuff you had going on in your head and you said, ooh, that was deep. I'm like, what was deep about that? Okay. <laughs> I like mentally stimulating conversations. Mm. I really do. And I think when you have um, deep conversations with people, it really gives you a glimpse of where that person is at. Mm. And and you know whether they're... I don't want to say that, that that doesn't mean that they're not intellectual or not, but you know, you really know how mature a person is and and how much of the world they're aware of. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that are just clueless in this world mm -hmm. and I sometimes question, how do you get by yeah. being this clueless? It's just, I, I don't, I've always asked myself that question. I don't get it. How do you get by being this clueless? There's so much going on. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm not even talking about COVID. I'm, I'm just... And you just get by without knowing much. Yeah. And um, knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. It really is. It, it doesn't matter what you know, but it is you. You got to know a little bit about some, a yeah. little bit about everything, um, so that way you're able to carry conversations with people and not feel awkward or out of place. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the things I, I learned a couple of days ago. I, I don't know if you've seen this movie that's called Founder. No. Where do I find that movie now? It should be on Netflix now. Okay. Um, it's basically about how McDonald's got the big push. You know, it's found, it was, mm. came to start by two brothers. Somebody came along 
and I ain't gonna tell you the whole thing, but it was like, wow, how did, how did the whole thing just went from two brothers to this one guy, and it just blew up worldwide, basically. Be surprised how people just start small or an idea. Yeah. And one of the things that um, I can't think of his name right now, but it's the the Marvel guy, the okay. Mario. the the old guy that passed away. I can't think of his name right now, but he said, if you have an idea, don't let like an idiot talk you out of it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because those ideas could be amazing ideas that could, you know, obviously I'm sh- I'm sure he's probably talking about himself. Because he probably had all these crazy things going on in his mind. And I'm sure he told somebody and somebody done told him, you're crazy. Yeah. And look at the look at what he has left, what he's created mm-hmm. and what he has left behind. Yeah. Even with Walt Disney, same thing. These people are visionaries and they had a dream. And the good thing is that they had people that believed in their dreams. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I'm sure they also got pushed back in the process. Yeah. And the question is, how bad do you want your dream? Mm-hmm. And and you see, you know, these people create these amazing things, and God knows what they went through and what they endured just to get there. Because all we see is the end product and the end result of what their creation is and people, you know, but people don't get it. They yeah. just don't get it. They, and they don't want to put in the work. Yeah. That's the one thing. The work is definitely the hardest part of getting where you want to get. Like this, like this, watch this say his speech, get knocked down seven, get up eight. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was deep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've failed more than one mm-hmm. in you know, obstacles in life. But I've learned from them. And then there's some that I'm like, I don't know what that was for, but okay. 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 Um, but definitely they've taught me what to watch out for. But then lately, I, you know, sometimes they're just mixed signals. <laughs> and I can't make heads or tails. Okay. I'm still trying to see if this is a lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I want to ask you: You have been on a journey, or you, or you, you've been, you've been through the journey Still already. Still on one. You've been through this journey already of your weight loss. Oh my God! Yeah. How was that whole transition? So, and I'll be blunt with everybody um, with this one. So, I in my all my life, I've always been a thick girl, never skinny. Never, not even in my childhood, you know, days. I was never, um, you know, a skinny girl. But I was pretty thick, about uh, about between 150 and 70 pounds. And depending on my activity level, that's either I was either in the 150s or in the 170s. I used to mm-hmm. dance. I used to act, be in groups. And then um, I didn't play sports because my mom didn't let me play sports. But uh, But I used to do a lot of theater and a lot of musicals. So depending on... You know how busy I was. My body changed. Then, um, I, of course, I got pregnant with my son at 19. And I gained about 20-something pounds, which is your normal, quote-unquote, average weight gain. But I gained most of my weight after after my son was born. And 
I wasn't obviously as active because I was a new mom yeah. and I didn't know how to keep a healthy lifestyle because honestly, my lifestyle was really based on how, how much, how much work I was doing or, you know, theater and stuff. Sometimes I'd go to the Y and hang out and exercise or whatever, but exercise was never really something that was instilled in me. Mm. It wasn't something that my parents, um, thought was important. Yeah. Right. And in the Latin community, at least in my world, you know, it's cute to have a fat baby, right? A chunky uh -huh. kid. But then when they're in their teens, you expect them to be, to be a swan as if, you know, the stuff just melts away. Yeah. Right. Um, but truth be told, my mother was a very abusive person uh, emotionally. And I didn't realize and this was obviously later, but I did not realize how messed up I was and how emotionally um, unstable I was. I was depressed. I was anxious. And I developed an eating disorder. You know, in this case, like most people, they consider that throwing up food. But when I was feeling some kind of way, I stuffed my face, just like somebody would do drugs, just like somebody would drink alcohol, just like somebody would go gambling. Mm -hmm. You know, my I equated comfort or that those endorphins that you know come in your brain with food. Uh -huh. And before you knew, or before I knew, I was 270 pounds, right? I thought about gastric bypass uh, for my wedding, but the risks were too great back uh -huh. then. So I backed out and I chickened out and I um, didn't do it. So I had my daughter and I lost weight with her I lost weight being pregnant with her and I even lost more weight after her. And I think it was because, you know, two kids, my son was ADHD. He was very demanding. Mm. Um, so I also developed um, postpartum depression with, uh, after my daughter was born because I, I couldn't manage yeah. my son and then a new baby. Right. Yeah. Um, but eventually, you know, food comes back, mm. right. You start stuffing your face. And before you know, I was 300 pounds. My back was hurting me a lot. Yeah. I was having um, what you call pseudo tumor. Basically, you you're because you're so big, you build up fluid in the back of your in, the, in your in your head, which then now affects your vision. So if I were to get down and pick up something or pick up my kids, I would literally lose my vision. Mm. And the doctors, you know, kept warning me, "You need to lose weight. You need to lose weight." And I tried, I tried the fad diets. I tried going to the gym and uh, I needed a good support system, which I didn't have because my husband, it's always been my husband and I, you know, against the world. Yeah. And um, basically I would give up. I'd quit, right? Uh -huh. You'd quit. So then you go back and teeter-totter back up. And again, at 336, my back was killing me. I could barely walk. I could barely keep up with my children. And one day, and I'll be blunt with everyone and this, you know, I'm never afraid to say it. But one day I woke up in the morning and my back was so bad, I had to use the bathroom. And at that particular moment, my back was so bad that I could not wipe. Wow. And that was when I had to call my husband to come wipe. And that was the breaking point. I said, okay wait, I'm not even 30 and my husband has to come wipe my ass. Nah, nah, 
And that was when I was like, okay, I need to do something. Karina, you need to make a choice. Karina, you got to do something. And gastric bypass came back. I went back to the class. They do a psychological evaluation. Mm -hmm. And right there, it was discovered at that moment that I was clinically depressed. And the doctor was like, you need to go on meds. I said, no, I'm not going on meds. And she goes, no, you need to go on meds. I said, nah, we're not doing meds. I was like, I was like meds just cover shit up. Yeah. And I'm not trying to knock anybody who's on meds. Some people do need the meds. I personally thought, I want to deal with this shit head on. Mm -hmm. Raw. In its truest form. So, you know, had to start therapy because she was my green light. Yeah. If she didn't clear me, I wasn't having this surgery. Right? Mm -hmm. Told my mom about it. And she goes, oh, just say whatever you got to say so you can just have the surgery. And then in my mind, I'm like, did you not hear me say that I'm clinically depressed? Yeah. And she didn't care because what she cared about is me looking good. Not about my mental or emotional well-being. And that was... You know, the issue. I'm like, you know, nobody cares. Like, nobody cares. My husband cared, but I'm someone like in, in my, my mom and my dad. I was like, nobody cares. I said, all right, well, let me do this. And it took eight months of really hard therapy twice a week. And at the same time of me going therapy, uh, doing that therapy sessions, I got sick. And um, I ended up having a hysterectomy after. At 29, I had to lose my uterus. <laughs> and that was another layer of depression that you, you know, that you add yeah. um, to all the crap that you're already, you know, dealing with. So at that moment, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not a woman. I'm not, even though at the time I didn't want kids, but that was my choice. Now that choice was literally ripped yeah. away from me. So um, being in therapy came at a, came at a right time. Um, so I got to deal with that. And then of course she prepares you for the people that you're going to lose because of this change that you, you're about to partake. Mm -hmm. Because in reality, some people like you fat. Some people will, yeah. because it makes them feel better that you are one bigger than they are, or you're emotionally unstable. Mm -hmm. So she prepared me for that as well. Um, I had the, you know, I had the, the, um, the gastric bypass in July, 2010 and, you know, the transition wasn't, it was hard because again, what I know now that technology has changed and, you know, there's so, you know, so many other ways that you, they can shrink your stomach or whatever, but the gastric bypass is so evasive yeah. and, you know, they reroute your, you know, digestive system and, Plus, your stomach turns into the size of your thumb. Yeah. So you have to be very careful what you put in your mouth, right? Yeah. Um, because if not, you're going to throw it up or you're going to have, you know, for me, I get sugar high, right? If I have something really sweet or too much of something sweet, forget it. I get sugar high. I literally just like, like getting drunk yeah. um, or, or high. It's like that. So and this is 11 years later, I still have to watch my sugar intake. And I don't really eat a lot of sugar, but there are days you just want something sweet. Yeah. Um, you can't really drink anything carbonated, uh, especially in those early stages. Yeah. Um, carbonation expands your stomach. Yeah. 
-hmm. And it doesn't feel good. Um, throwing up is the worst. Um, even like, again, still to this day, if I overate or something and I have to throw up the food or my body will not agree with what I ate, forget it. And then after that, I'm down for the count. But in my journey, I had to find out who was with me, who was not. Uh, my husband also had a problem with my transition. Really? Yes. That was discussed in therapy. Um, because again, you know, as you are, people know you as being this big and then all of a sudden, you know, you're making all these changes, you're losing all this weight, you're looking better, you have, you know, so now you get attention mm. and he wasn't used to that attention. Yeah. Right. Um, even buying clothes was a problem. You know, it, I don't think he was just very comfortable with change. Yeah. Period. It was a, big, it was a hard thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, with uh, I tell people that do this surgery, it's mental. It is literally mental. If you don't get your mental under control, you will end up exactly back at whatever weight you used to be. Mm. And then what you did to your body will literally be in vain. Yeah. So, you know, you have to take care. You have to take care of the mental aspect of things because there's a reason why we got there in the first place. And if that's not addressed, it's pointless to even have the surgery, mm. in my opinion. Um, and, and again, I still battle with eating. I still, you know, I'm just now more able to figure out if this is I'm hungry or I'm being emotional. Yeah. Right? Um, but I have to be very conscious about what I put in my mouth. And then you also have to take care of yourself. You've got to take your vitamins every day. Um, I'm not always good at that, I'll be honest. But if you don't, take your vitamins, your body will literally deplete it from your bones. Mm. And then it's just not good for you. Um, and it's still, it's still self-acceptance still to this day, even though I'm thin the way I am, I'm still thinking, I still see the 336 pound woman. And then, you know, of course you gotta, I'm still struggling accepting you know, my, my new body, my, my sagging skin. And so, you know, trying to love myself is a struggle sometimes, you know that. Yeah. So, you know, especially with the way the world is now with body image, um, I kind of like the way they love thick girls now, you know, yeah. because back then, you know, the normal thick girls are the skinny ones. Mm -hmm. And I was those normal thick girls back then. And I was, you know, considered fat yeah. then. Um, and my mother still criticized me still. Um, and it, you know, it's just hard to deal. It's just hard to deal with. So I had to really figure out who I was and none of that came like right after surgery. These things came way after surgery. So I think maybe three or four years after I had the surgery, that was when I kind of had my epiphany my aha moment. Um, but in the end, you got to choose you. Yeah. You have to. It's important. Um, you, and then, of course, after that, one thing I discovered was joy. You got to find joy. Mm -hmm. 
So, looking back, look at look at where you are now, with the, with today's uh, technology with the surgery. Were you still going through with it? Yes, then? yes. I think that I waited too long. I should have done it the moment, the, you know, the first time I thought about it. It was the best decision I ever made. Okay. And now with technology, now with all these other things that are happening, I hear that they can even reverse this and or the some people actually, the weight loss doesn't work and then they do other stuff. I mean, I'm not sure because obviously I haven't had the need to do the research, yeah. but there's it's gone so far that it's it's easier for you to have weight loss surgery. But again, what's the point if you don't fix the real problem, yeah. which is your mind? Um, yeah, you, you got to get the mind right in order for the rest to follow. Because I started gaining weight um, about two, three years in because my mind started creeping back into the old habits, yeah. the old depressions. You know, I forgot to practice what my therapist told me to practice at the time. Yeah. So, yeah, no. Therapy is important. Yeah. So how long did it take you before you started working out? So I did start working out. Um, let's say right after surgery, you got to wait kind of like your six weeks or whatever. Now I was walking, doing my thing. But again, I wasn't as diligent as I should have been, right? Mm -hmm. Now, four years, let me see. So I had the surgery in 2010. So in 2014, when I decided to pick me, right? Choose me, mm -hmm. choose Joy. I fell in love with Zumba. Yep. And, you know, that was very liberating. Uh, and it was so much fun. And I, you know, I didn't think that I would be an instructor later in time. I just loved the joy that it brought me. And, and then obviously on the downside, it really did tell me how out of shape I was. <laughs> because even though you're lighter... That yeah. doesn't mean you have endurance. Yeah. So, you know, there were 70-year-old women dancing circles around me, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to let this granny beat me. So I would stand <laughs> behind, you know, the grannies that were dancing circles, and they were the big motivator. But I really didn't start my fitness journey until four years after surgery. Um, I think that, again, that is vital. you got to start a fitness regimen even before you have the bypass because basically the exercise – lifestyle that you will pick it's literally like getting up brushing your teeth and going in the shower the things that you do every day you gotta keep that you have to have that 30 minutes of and i call it me time now i don't see exercise as exercise i literally see exercise as a, as a decompressor yeah. like i need to go yeah. i need to go away i need to go pump some iron i need to just walk on a treadmill and i don't even see it as a burden anymore it's literally a need therapy yes exactly it's literally a need and again it's it's liberating it's the yeah. best thing ever so when do you start being an instructor with zoom like i see you in a picture you had a weight like this right here i don't know what 25 pounds you had so there. yeah so let's see that was 2014 so i started teaching in 2015 um back home in massachusetts and 2015 no, wait, was it 2014? No, I started I started teaching that, that late in the year for me starting. And I ended up opening up like my little studio in 2015. Everything happened so fast. Yeah. Uh, but that's because I'm ambitious. Mm -hmm. Right? When I want something, I'm going to go get it. 
So I started a little studio and of course with the snow in 2015, it was brutal. It was so slow getting <laughs> students, but then again, the snow wasn't going to let anybody come outside yeah. anyway. So, um, but again, that's another process, mm -hmm. right? No one's going to start teaching Zumba and have a full room. Yeah. You got to have the perseverance to teach either with one person in the class, two people in the class, three people in the class. You got to do it with the same joy and motivation as if you have a full room mm. of physical bodies that are going to dance with you. So, uh, and then, let me see, I, I rented a space. That's what I did. The first time I rented my son's Taekwondo studio, mm. started teaching there in my hometown in Danvers. But then everybody's like, yeah, we don't want to drive to Danvers. It's not. Come back home. Meaning my, where I grew up in Lynn, Mass. So I ended up getting my own studio there. Sharing a studio with a photographer, actually. Okay. His name is Hager. And um, big up to Hags. I miss you. And we split the studio costs and all that stuff. And I literally started teaching four days a week. And, it, and I first started with two students. Mm -hmm. By the time I left, because again, life happens, uh, I ended up having about 12 students, 12, 13 students in my class. And they're doing so good now. They, like, so It's like my babies are blossoming on their own now, looking at them back home. Um, but it was fun, you know, and I ended up teaching six days a week. So I took Fridays off and then a yoga studio hired me to, you know, to do the Zumba on Saturday mornings, but then I was also teaching Paloxing. I have a Paloxing license as well. And that's harder than Zumba, actually. It's fun. And I was teaching Paloxing on Sunday. So I was working full-time for an advertising company and teaching six days a week. And I was the happiest ever. I don't know why. I just, I didn't, and I still had time for friends. I still had time to go out on date nights with my husband because the kids were a little older, Yeah. you know? I, I was so happy, so, so happy. I can't, I remember those days. Sometimes I wish that those days would come back, but here we are now. It was great. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how did the whole modeling come, come about? Okay. That, I never thought of myself as a model. Forget about it. I already told you with my, you know, sometimes high, not low self-esteem and me, you know, my mom just not making me feel pretty and me not feeling pretty. So at church, uh, one of my, um, you know, I call them church sisters. She was doing like a little fashion show for the church. And she was like, hey, you got style. Would you like to model for me? And I'm like, sure, sure. And of course, you know, my walk was horrible. It was horrid. <laughs> um, but it was for the church. Why not? Let's do it. Um, and then she did another show and she, again, she was like, Karina, do you want to do it? I said, sure. Um, and I ended up doing maybe two or three shows with her. And then of course, sometimes she was like, Hey, she, you know, she would see my makeup. Do you want to do makeup? So I would do some shows with her that I was the makeup artist. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, no biggie, whatever. Um, but then a, um, an agent reached out to me. And I, that was kind of weird how he found me, but it's, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. And, you know, he gave me the whole spiel about potential and all that stuff. And, you know, I'm at a point in my life now that I'm just like, if it seems interesting, sure, mm -hmm. try it. Because you don't know where it's going to take you. Yeah. 
So now I'm, you know, I'm much more up to doing new things. I don't really say no to new things. Yeah. I'll try it. If I like it, great. If I don't, oh well. I can't say I didn't try. Yeah. You know? And that's what modeling was for me. I I I didn't think I was no model and I was like, okay, sure. This this ought to be fun. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> and that's exactly my approach. My approach was just from a point of joy, trying something new, trying something different. And I think that's another advice for people that you should try new things. And try different things and step out of your comfort zone because you grow yeah. in your discomfort. Okay. Um, yeah. How, how's the husband feel about your modeling? What does my husband feel about my modeling? Yeah. Well, hmm. <laughs> that's mixed signals. That depends on the on the show or the photo shoots. Okay. Um, the shows, I hate the fact that he doesn't get to come to them often because he works so much. So he doesn't get to see you know, the craziness that goes behind the scenes, although he there was one time he did see how chaotic it is back there. But, you know, he doesn't get to really um, see the end result of all the hard work I put in, yeah. um, all the rehearsals and things. He doesn't get to come, and that's sad. Now, sometimes he gets to come to the photo shoots. Again, his work schedule is insane, uh, but I've been able to kind of get him in a few... And he doesn't understand that, you know, a photo shoot could be 30 to 40 minutes to hours, yeah. depending on the kind of shoot that you're shooting. And also depending on the photographer. Yeah. Depends on how organized that photographer is. Um, so he tries to build relationships with the photographers as I build relationships. So that way we have that level of trust. Because if he doesn't trust that photographer, there's no way in hell that I'll be doing that. Yeah. Because I got some good photos on too as well. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Oh, my. Oh, did you know that he put one of your pictures on some dad bod competition thing? Oh, did he? Yes. <laughs> yep. It's on my wall. You got to check it out. So now I guess he's asking for votes and stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. Some dad bod picture. Yep. He's got one of yours. Oh, my God. That was so exciting. Um, <laughs> and let me tell you, that day... Um, he wasn't even going to come to that shoot. And I said, you need to come so that you can get an idea of what we do. Yeah. Because he thinks that everything is just so easy. Mm-hmm. And it's not. You know, especially that day. It was hot. Yeah, it was. You know, it was hot. And, and it was just brutally hot. And we as models have to make it look like it's great. It's wonderful. Come over here. Come chill with us. <laughs> but while we're dying. You know, and of course he's like, I don't know how y'all do this. I'm like, I'm telling you, this is what we do sometimes. Um, so he got to have a glimpse of what a shoot is like. And I told him, I'm like, that's nothing. I'm like, that was just us little people. Most of the time it's like 20 people. Yeah. It's worse. Yeah. You know, I was like, you got to see this with a minimum group of models. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is nothing. <laughs> so what has been the best experience that you had since you started modeling? Hold on, let's go. The best experience. I'm going to say meeting people. Mm -hmm. I've met so many wonderful people along the way. So many wonderful people along the way. And uh, of course, and I've learned a lot from them. And but just being able to connect because I'm a connector. I love being with people and I like talking to people so 
meeting all these wonderful people in my life that I now call model sisters or yeah. model brothers. And, and, and it, you know, for me, it just adds more, more people to love for me. Um, and of course it's been, you know, a learning curve because, you know, I feel like I'm, my walk is still, eh, it's all right. Um, but just, you know, the support is so good. The brotherhood, the sisterhood is good. You know, again, depending on, you know, um, your family, your model family. Yeah. Um, cause that, that's vital. Yeah. You know, cause we all come in with insecurities, mm -hmm. you know, we're always thinking that we don't have something or that we're lacking something or we can work diff you know, grow or work differently on. So it's nice to be able to have that model, bro you know, model sister or model brother that you can bounce ideas off of and practice with yeah. and critique each other again in a good way with no judgment. Yeah. You know, again, I, I call it being naked with someone, yeah. you know, you tell someone your insecurities and I'm, I'm not comfortable with this. What do you think of this? And it's really nice um, to have, you know, that those group of women uh, and men that are just so supportive. And because my husband is not around, I feel like they're my little cheering section. Yeah. You know, I don't really have a cheering session. It's not like I have people that come and see me walk. You know, my husband doesn't come see me walk. My kids really, well, obviously with COVID, obviously with this whole COVID situation, my daughter is so scared of COVID and my son, who cares? He's 20, you know, he's 20. He's, I'm, like, I'm like, you know how many models you would love? Like this girl's like your age. Um, so, although there was a photo shoot that we went to um, last year and he ended up uh, coming with me because my husband didn't want me to come alone, but he ended up finding a car crew I call him, you know, little fast and curious, fast and curious <laughs> group. And now he has his, you know, his little car gang, his little car group and car. I don't know. What is he? Unknown Mysteries. I think that's what his name is. And, you know, that, you know, my son is not a very social person. Yeah. So the fact that he came to me, uh, came with me to that shoot was one of the best decisions that he actually made. Because he found a group of a group of boys that love cars just like he does, and now he be parlaying every weekend, and they do fast and furious things. <laughs> um, so yeah, modeling has been good. Okay. It's been good. Yeah, cause we actually got some photos together. We do. Especially with you in Cleveland at that same shoot. Yes. That was a great, great. Um, we we all came together and did that shoot with the awesome. Corvette. It was awesome. Oh my god. Um, that was what the the gray one. Yeah. Oh my god, those were hot. Yeah. Oh yeah, wait, but the ones in the red Jeep too were awesome. That was good too. Oh, yeah. Those were good too. Yeah. Yeah, those ended up in that magazine, the Fashion mm -hmm. Trends magazine. I was like, oh, that's hot. You know, because you look at it. You know, I don't look at it like if it's me. I really look at it like if that's not me. Um, when I look at pictures in the magazine, and it's like, wow. And I'm like, Tracy killed that. <laughs> So, yeah. so so how was it when you first you first saw a photo of yourself done by a photographer? How was that feeling? Like my first photography photo? Yeah. When you when you saw a picture that came back with the edits and everything. How was that? Oh, that okay. Um the ones with edits. Okay, because yeah. not many photographers like to edit, so let's be real. <laughs> let's be real. Um I'm trying to remember which photographer it was. 
Um, what was that photo shoot? Oh, the uh, Mad Men shoot. Mm -hmm. I did a Mad Men shoot um, with a with a photographer named Kate. But um, Amora was the one who kind of set it up because she does a lot of theme shoots. And that photo shoot, once those pictures came back, my jaw dropped. Literally dropped. And I'm like, is that me? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. You know, and, and you look at pictures and some of her pictures really do belong in a magazine. And I can't, you know, I was like, wow, that's, that's nice. Um, that was that when I worked with them, Amora and Kate. That was when I realized I was like, okay, I got signed. <laughs> you know, I was like, I got a little sign. Oh, because you know, I think every photographer brings their gift, and every photographer brings their vision. Mm. Pun intended. <laughs> um, and everyone has their art, you know. And being able to work with so many different photographers, I love it because. You guys each have your own print, like thumbprint. You know it's a Tracy Lucas. You know if it's a Denitra Taylor. You know if it's Kate. You know if it's um, Rock Moody. You know if it's Earl Wood. You know if it's Christopher Williams or, you know, Michael McRae or, you know, um, who's the other guy? Michael Harper. Mm. He's learning a lot. He's growing a lot. And he was the first, you know, photographer that I worked with here um, in North Carolina. So... You know, Michael will always have a place in my heart. Always, Michael mm -hmm. Harper. Um, so you know, and like I said, but working with you know, like real photographers that do the edits, yeah. very few. You know, so when you look at these pictures, you're just I'm in awe, and so thankful that you guys chose me to be behind your lens mm -hmm. or in front of your lens, so to speak. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, when I first saw you, it was actually a picture on Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, it was with Sheena. I think Ashley was there. And y'all was downtown with another photographer. And it was a selfie picture. And if my first thought was, who is oh, that? Oh, that was Dion Wingate's book signing. Okay. Yep, that was at the... Um... Goodness, I can't... The Was it the... the... The Big Easy. Mm -hmm. There. Yes. I was wearing a dress, right? I don't know. It was basically a shot from the waist up, so I couldn't tell exactly what it was. Well, Ashley always has her puff. <laughs> um, her fabulous fro. Um, does she not have a green dress? Like a green? I believe so. Yeah. That was, that was the book signing for Dion. Yeah. That was that was just from my phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, what'd you think of that? I was wondering who you was, because the picture looks, so you, you look fabulous as always. Oh, again, too kind. I was, I was like, I need to find out who that is. And then she told me who you was. Mm -hmm. Then we had a photo shoot schedule, and I messed that up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. My 40th birthday. You made me cry, Tracy. <laughs> I'm telling you, I cried like a little girl. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, because I prepared, I, you know, me with all my Stuff I prepare. I was like, I'm 40. I'm gonna turn 40. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do all this. I got all these cute dresses and shoes and bags, and it didn't play out that way. Yeah. It was, yeah, it's my party, and I cry if I want to, kind of day. But it's yeah. all right. Look at us now, water under the bridge. Mm -hmm. Although my husband, you know, he was like, but he left you hanging. How can you want to work with it now? <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Well, I was like, babe, we gotta forgive people. 
Um, whereas we can't live like this. I'm like, and besides, you never know. I was like, we might get some beautiful images. And plus, I was already looking at your stuff. I was just like, because Anzula, Anzula was the one that I saw the most. And I was, and she's so beautiful. And her, your pictures with her were just, oh, I was just like, that's all I'm saying. Ugh. <laughs> oh my God. And you know, I was like, ugh. I was literally, I was just, you know, I, I just love how you work with her. And, you know, and I, I always kept saying, I wonder if that'll be me one day. Even though, like I said, even though things didn't work out that first time, I'm saying, you know what, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. and, and he he was like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, we're going to do this. Um, and we had fun that day, out, out on jet ski. Oh, my God, yes, yeah. yes. It, it, it was kind of hard cold. to pull you and Isaiah back in. I kept doing like this. Come on in. Y'all <laughs> Well, Isaiah was doing most of that stuff up there, but... um. Yeah, that was a good day. Yeah. That was a really, really, really good day, Tracy. It's one, you know, when, you know, for me, it's always the little things. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, you doing that that day and having me join you was one of the most amazing experiences that will always, I will always remember and hold dear to my heart. I'm corny. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, to me, it wasn't just like a shoot. It was literally an experience that you just don't forget yeah you just don't forget yeah. and i want to do it again we gotta yeah, do it again. Yeah, that commercial came out really good and i was surprised how well everything yeah. came along in just doing everything in one day yeah yeah, yeah. Oh god the water was cold that day it was cold oh it was yeah. cold i didn't wipe out but i did fall <laughs> i fell on the edge <laughs> i fell on the edge trying to get off that darn thing oh my god <laughs> I can't. I'm so clumsy. And and again, in those pictures, mm. like, same thing. That's also a baby to the magazine. Yes. Yeah. You know, I keep forgetting because sometimes you don't want to be humble about it. Um, but damn, those were great pictures. And you know, Isaiah made front cover after. Yeah. So I got shoot, shoot, big ups <laughs> to you. I got him to um, sign it. Uh, so he um, signed that book for me. I was like, when you become famous, I'll know. Um, <laughs> I was like, I remember you from all those little, you know, the little things we used to do together. Um, that was, that was just a really unforgettable day. And I thank you for that. Cause now I want a jet ski thanks to you. Yeah. I'm going to manifest that. Yeah. No, I wanna, now I don't want to go on Jordan Lake <laughs> without a jet ski. <laughs> but yeah, I hope we get to do that again. I hope so too. I definitely want to do another, another shoot with jet skis. Mm -hmm. or, or maybe... Um, dirt bikes! Did you say you wanted to do one with dirt bikes? Dirt bikes and four-wheelers. Yes. Yeah. Dirt bikes and four-wheelers. Yeah, I'll go, I'll do the four-wheeler. I ain't going to do the dirt bike. <laughs> nah. Who you say has been your top five photographers that you love to work with? Okay. So, I'm going to start with Kate. Mm -hmm. from, from time. I'm going to go timeline. Kate Rock. Right, Rock Moody, Denitra, like Top Top, you, God, this one's tough, the fifth one's tough. It's a toss between Earl and Michael McRae. Okay. I'm gonna say Earl. 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 Mm -hmm. Earl. What's been the best photo shoot you've done? Oh, man. 
that was that's hard. Yeah, you got a lot. Of, you got oh a lot my of god! Hoops. Wait, you gonna put me on a spot like that? <laughs> oh, can I do top three? Just do it. Top okay. Top three. Oh, oh, jet skis one, mm -hmm. right? That's one because that you know those you know that was just unforgettable. Then, darn it! Wait, that's a, okay. Should I do Mad Men or my 1920s shoot? I'm going to do 1920s shoot with Rock Moody. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I'm going to choose Denitra for um, the photo shoot that Isaiah and I had for the feast. Okay. And the feast, yeah. that's the movie you guys are going to be yes, doing together. Yes, the movie that we're working on, yes, that Denitra um, wrote mm -hmm. and um, we're working on. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for you. I know that we're going to probably end up doing collabs. Yeah. Because I keep, I there's like I told you, there's a shoot that I want to redo that I want you to do um, of me and Isaiah or Travis, Amara and Travis, let's say. Amara and Travis. Um just a couple and then of course that night shoot that we had you know i never had a night shoot so you opened my eyes up to obviously a different realm yeah of images yeah. that are amazing so you know my mind got you know literally goes to the feast because a lot of the things that we're gonna do in the movie are night mm -hmm. um so i have so many i have so many ideas in my mind that it's disgusting yeah. that i'm you know and you just don't I don't know, should I do it? Should I not do it? Should, you know, and especially with Amara, you know, with the character in the movie, you know, um, she's so, I want to say versatile. Mm -hmm. And I kind of want to bring her out as, as you know, we get closer to filming. Okay. Mm -hmm. So is she like an alter ego of yours? Or? Yes, she is an alter ego of me. She really is. I, you know, and That'd it's be fun. a great shoot. I, you think so? Yeah. You want to do it? I can do it. Let's talk to Denitra and let's plan that. Yeah, we, we can do that after the film. We can do something like that. After? after? Yeah, that way. You don't want to do it before? Well. For promo? We, yeah, we can do it for promo. Hello? You can do it for promo or we can do it after y'all finish filming, basically. That way you already have the costume and everything is done. Yeah. Just, yeah. What a, yeah, for promo, that'd be great. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, That'd be awesome. Oh, my God, yeah. Um. Yeah, and of course, you know, in my mind, sometimes I think of, like, ideas and, you know, it's weird because, you know, and my husband's like, slow down. I'm like, dude, I just have all these ideas in my mind, <laughs> you know, you know, and I just got to get it out, you yeah. know, but, and now that you, you know, that I have, like, all these people that I can work with, you know, it's, it's not hard to be able. Now, the question is, you know, when you have a vision, pun intended, <laughs> um, when you have a vision, you definitely, um, think about which photographer will execute that vision better. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, my mind's always going. So, like, when uh, Jaleesa did her Mother Earth. Oh, my God, yes. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, she looks so pretty. And um, you've been taking a lot of great pictures of Jaleesa. I'm sitting there like, okay, girl. Okay, okay. You know, but again, it takes, it takes the art. You know, it's you guys are the artists and you see what we don't see, at least to me, because sometimes when you take pictures of me and I'm and I'm like, hmm. I mean, you know, and I, and I mean it in a, the best way. I'm like, wow, 
I'm like, he saw that? You know, you see, you for me, you see what I don't see. Yeah. And I love that about working with you and then working with certain certain photographers who are always, always, always <laughs> um, seeing a vision that I don't see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what has been the worst experience you had? Without saying any names. You gotta, you gotta get on names. Um, photographers that don't deliver on their images. Waste of my time. Don't deliver as far as not. You don't see the images. Not you don't see the images. So you, you do don't get the images. <laughs> you do the photo shoot and you don't see. I don't see the images now. No. Yes. Um. I don't. I don't see the point of keeping them. Again, they're still copies. Yeah. Because you have them. Um. And I just. I don't. It's like a form of possession. Yeah. I don't see the point. I don't see the point. So, but uh, you live and learn. Yeah. All right. If you can give advice for any young lady that wants to get into modeling, what would it be? What would it be? Um, okay. You have to be yourself. Let me see what else. Oh. You have to be prepared. So with modeling, you depending, you know, I'm a mom and I work full time, but you know, most of these young ladies probably have a little more time in their hands than I do. But you definitely got to be prepared. Have your bag ready. Um, oh, and one of the important things, try to learn how to do your own makeup. No, not not a bit. Don't be like this fabulous makeup artist, but definitely try to learn how to do your own makeup because a lot of these shoots there will not be an MUA provided for you. Yeah. So either you're gonna pay someone to do it or you work on learning um how to do basic makeup yourself. Mm. Um especially that you know the, the way you like it. Let's see what else. So be yourself. Uh oh as a model do your research on the photographers. Mm. Do your research on agencies because not every agent is good for you and not every agent has um, your best interest at heart. Um, you got to do your research. What else? Tell me something. Um, be open-minded. Try new things. Uh, but without giving your integrity away. Yeah. You know, without giving your integrity away. Don't be afraid to say no when you can't do something or you don't feel comfortable doing something. Let them know. Mm -hmm. That's not your, you know, your cup of tea or whatever. Um, what else? Oh, you know, have a healthy diet, I would say, because skin matters. If your skin doesn't look good, then it's going to, no matter how much makeup you put on, you're still going to see it. Especially, I mean, I know that maybe a, a, people can edit the hell out of a picture, but um, still, you know, have good hygiene. Definitely good hygiene. It'll, like I said, as a model, 
you can't be going to places smelling and or smelling these designers clothes it's just gross be on time what else always smile and find what works for you that's about it okay i think yeah all right well that sounds good to me i'm glad you came out tonight thank you for having me it was thank nice to sit so down much. in yeah. person to have a conversation with you oh as always yeah yeah we don't but see we have them always on facebook all the yeah. time because I mean, there's nothing better than to sit and just have a conversation with someone. I cherish things like that. Mm. I do. Yeah, no alcohol required. <laughs> really don't. I mean, it does make, you know, libations make things better, but yeah. no alcohol required. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I you once again. Thank you. I love you, babes. And where can people find you at if they want to book you? Okay, so if they want to book me, um, my name is Karina Beltry, and... You know, I don't have, you know, weird names like some people. So it's K-A-R-I-N-A-B-E-L-T-R-E. And my name is the same on both Instagram and Facebook uh, social media platforms. And my email is rhythmlifestyles at gmail.com. Okay. Mm -hmm. Any more um, aerobic classes coming up? Not yet, because this COVID situation is just... Mm, I don't know if I want to do the digital, though. I really like the in-person. Mm -hmm. It's different. Yeah. Because, I don't know. It's just, it's just something about being in class that just brings it out better. I don't know. I, can't, I, could, never, I could never do a workout video. I could never. You, I, I'm an in-person person. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I got this, Ms. Karina. Great model, great person to talk to. Always enjoy to be around. Likewise, sir. I always love being around you because you make magic. You I, do. I can't make the magic up without the beautiful model. You're too, uh, again, you're too kind because sometimes <laughs> I'll be like, how do you find that angle? <laughs> All right, guys. So good to see you. See you next time. You too. Can't wait to see you again. Hey, once I'm done moving, we going back. I said I'll help. Another day, another story. Too many shoes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. Bye.